1: to F.O.J.C. Radio, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and teaching the doctrine of Christ to the whole world. Good evening and welcome to Friday night F.O.J.C. Remnant Gathering. Grab your Bible and your pens and your paper and when two or three are gathered in his name, the Lord is right here with us. So thank you for joining us and here's Brother David.
2: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the July 21st, 2023 edition of the FOJC Remnant Gathering. I am David Carrico, and for the next hour, we're going to be studying the Word of God. That's what we do here at FOJC. We study the Word. So glad for all of you joining us for the broadcast this evening, which will be entitled The First Church of Ichabod. Got some announcements to make so much going on and you can write it down that on august 16th on a wednesday night we are going to have our first fojc radio new moon prayer meeting and this is going to be something that we're probably going to do until the lord instructs us not to it's the call to prayer we have to have the call to prayer for And we'll be opening this up on our FOJC Radio YouTube channel. We will be praying corporately and binding and loosing. We'll be praying for the needs of the people. And Tracy Vinay will be co-hosting this uh, series of broadcasts with me. It was on her Enduring Sound Doctrine broadcast on the teaching on Melchizedek uh, that this kind of was birthed in my spirit from the lord so uh we're going to be obedient to that and i know right now that um donna will be a part of it and brett graham and also john pounders will be a part of this and it's you know i really feel the lord um dealing with me on this and i know it's time to really really pray so that's what we're going to do and um also Uh, Later tonight, John is going to join Brian and Dan on their broadcast. so it's going to be a real hot sauce weekend. I guarantee it's a hot summer weekend, and there's going to be plenty of hot sauce. Uh, Tomorrow night on the Midnight Riot, it's going to be The Sound of Freedom, The New Messiah. Buckle up for that one. And then uh, Sunday night, Mud Flood, Mud Fossils with me and Brian. If you have a moment go and on our Rumble channel and watch that trailer. And it's so cool. There's a rock cliff and at the bottom of that cliff you can see that rock alligator. I it ain't maybe it's an alligator it is, but it's really cool. You just gotta see it. Sorry, what time did you say that was for the August sixteenth well I don't know exactly the time yet. It'll be uh, it'll be sometime in the evening. I'm not sure what time we're gonna start. Uh, but it'll be the 16th Wednesday. I don't know whether we'll start at six or eight. It's just uh, we're going to be coordinating things, and we're going to pray. It's time to fast. It's time to pray, and and I know Brett will be a part of that, and uh, Donna, Tracy, and John, and we don't know. It's going to be it's going to be um, going to be served up with a little hot sauce. Yes, it will. Uh, prayer requests: uh, Billy for healing. Sarah's family for salvation and she shared that um, she was the oldest person in her family and the only one saved and that just touches her heart touches the Lord's heart so we certainly want to pray for Sarah and her family Tracy and Zoe are on the way home Uh, they might I don't know if they've pulled in yet I haven't heard from them but they're on their way home and should land In the Big Tell City sometime tonight We're thankful for uh, The Lord's great blessings upon them Had a lot of good reports Um, Had a good report Said they had a a good time of fellowship Out there in New Mexico With Agent 505 And uh, just really a blessing Uh, We want to pray for Manuel That he has business success Uh, We want to pray for Maricatuli, Loisort We want to remember uh, Karen in Texas that uh, the Lord will help her to be able to bring about those things the Lord has laid upon her heart. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for that which you're doing. We feel your spirit moving. And, Father, let us move with it and let us go with that move of the spirit that you're bringing forth, that wave of repentance and pressing in. To the kingdom of god father we have requests to bring before you this evening for billy for healing for sarah father we just pray in jesus name that you just send your holy spirit to bring conviction upon her family and father we just pray that you give her wisdom in jesus name how to speak that word we want to pray for tracy and zoe thank you for a tremendous trip for them and uh bringing them home safely we want to pray for manuel that you'll just give him success in his business we want to pray for um mike adinsky we'd like the flyer mike and we just are thankful that you're letting the lord use you we want to pray for america tuli and Loisort that you'll bless them father and just pour out your blessings upon them and let them know how special they are to the kingdom We want to pray for Karen in Texas, Father, in Jesus' name, that you'll just help to work out all of those things that the Lord has laid upon her heart. So, Father, we want to lift up this teaching to you tonight. Father, we feel the Spirit pressing on our heart to bring this word. So, Father, we just pray that uh, you help us to deliver it in clarity and truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Open the hearts of those that hear that they might receive your word this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we agree. Amen and amen. Worship the Lord for just a few moments, and we will be back with our teaching for this evening, the First Church of Ichabod.
1: We're sorry, but because of copyright rules, you cannot hear my music. However, if you want to hear the message in its entirety, with my music, you can join us on the radio page on Friday night for the live audio broadcast at 6 p.m. Central Time, or you can listen on our podcast page at fojcradio.com. Here's Brother David.
2: Turn in your Bibles to the book of First Samuel, the third chapter and the first verse. We're going to be going through some history tonight, and it's not just history, it's his story. The history is recorded in the Word of God that is there for our example that we should learn by. And it's so important, the lessons in, in, this, uh, in this we're bringing forth tonight, it's huge, it really is. And 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli and the Word of the Lord was precious in those days there was no open vision and I think that the situation there and we're going to unpack the historical context that is in Israel at this time and I think the very same thing is true now here in America and around probably I think uh, thank God about one-fourth of our listeners in this broadcast are from outside of the continental United States. We love all of our listeners, wherever they are. But I think there's an open vision. I think that there's so many preachers that wouldn't know the voice of the Lord or the Spirit of God from, uh, you know, Pee Wee Herman. It's sad, but they wouldn't. I remember one time Jerry Falwell made the statement that he said, I've been preaching the gospel over forty years and I've never heard the Lord's voice. And I I just said, Well, Jerry, I'd agree with you. I'm sure that you haven't. But this is what we have to press into. The word of the Lord was precious because there was no open vision. And in the book of Proverbs, chapter twenty nine and verse eighteen, this is death. Death will ensue when you have no open vision and communication of fresh revelation from the Lord. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. You're going to die spiritually, and then you're going to one day die physically and go in to the bowels of hell, where there's no vision, and that means revelation from the spirit And the voice of God unto you, and the last part of that verse we don't want to leave out, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And in the days of Samuel, we're going to see the lack of revelation to the leadership of the people. This led to the captivity of the Ark of the Covenant. It led to the death of of the people of Israel in judgment, the absolute shame and degradation that the holy ark of God, the very place where the Lord came down and dwelt between the cherubims with his people, that this went into the captivity of the pagans and we are certainly in that place here there's no open vision most of the men that and the women that fill the pulpits on Sunday morning in America they have absolutely no spiritual revelation from God whatsoever they're serving up stale bread dead men's bones it's time for people to understand that the word of the Lord is alive that we need to have men and women that have the spirit of God moving upon them in in Hosea, or excuse me, Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. Behold the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And if you notice, this is something that's sent from God. It's a judgment. It's a judgment. There are people that are filling the pulpits every Sunday morning in America, they have no open vision, they have no revelation, they have no fresh anointing from God, and they're not hearing the words of the Lord, and the people that are sitting in their pulp in the pews, they're for sure not hearing it, and this is a judgment upon them. We cannot satisfy and be be complacent with stale bread. We have to reject dead Cold religion people have to get up off the frozen chosen and begin to move with the spirit of god and that's what the spirit of god is doing he's moving upon men and women that are going to be ready to move out and carry forth the banner of christ with a fresh anointing like a mighty army as william booth said of old in exodus chapter 33 something we need to understand that the israel of god Is built around the presence of God. The Israel of God isn't built by external buildings, by doing all kinds of things that most religious organizations do, but the Lord is going to build his church around his presence. That's the way it always has been. In the 33rd chapter of Exodus, beginning in verse 14, and and he said, and this is the Lord speaking unto Moses. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And Moses replied, and he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up from we have to have a full stop right here. We have to have the presence of God. We cannot march forward if we do not have the presence of God, because this is the is the moving of the Spirit. Jesus said. I will build my church and when we move in the presence of God we will see those that the Lord wants to be with us drawn to us and we will see those that need to be excluded to be excluded this is a move of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God is going to draw and the Spirit of God is also going to separate in 1st Samuel chapter 4 1 Samuel chapter 4, and let's read here. I'm going to begin in verse 4. 1 Samuel 4 and 4. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the ark of the covenant of God. And there was war in Israel. There was war in Israel, and the Israelites thought that if they could bring the Ark of the Covenant and just have the Ark of the Covenant there, that surely the Lord will give them victory. Well, I'm here to tell you this evening. You cannot put God in a box. You cannot make your little organization, you can't build your little denomination and say that, boy, God's right here and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. I want to tell you what, you can't put God in a box. In verse 5, it said, when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again and when the philistines heard the noise of the shout they said what meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the hebrews and they understood that the ark of the lord was come into the camp and the philistines were afraid for they said god has come into the camp and they said woe unto us For there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us! Who shall deliver us out of the hands of these mighty gods? These are the gods who smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong, and quit yourselves like men, O Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews, as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men, and fight. And they did fight, and they totally kicked Hail with the Hebrew army the reason why and you see think about it there's the shout my goodness the, the thousands of Israel were gathered the ark of God came in they were shouting so much the Philistines could hear them but it was a phony shout it was a phony shout It was a false noise. That's what we have out of religion today. It's a lot of noise. Oh, have you heard? Oh, my goodness, the sound of freedom. How many million at the box office? Well, you just tune in. Uh, The Midnight Ride tomorrow night. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We had a few things to say last week you just buckle up for that cuz we're going to peel that on you and oh oh it's a shout oh my goodness we've got we've got so many listeners on tbn we're going to raise so many million dollars woo 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 did you hear the worship band it's phony it's false it's a foul, false shout and don't you think the devil understands it's a false shout do you think that people that have compromised with him that he has one bit of respect for them he has no respect for compromisers. They are, he is going to eat their lunch. And when people, you can parade a Mormon, a Catholic, and then have the ex-facto uh, ex head of the apostate church there at TBN to just gush and coo what great men of God they are and we will just sanctify Catholicism, will sanctify Mormonism. It's a phony shout. It's false. It's phony. I know it, you know it, and you better believe the devil knows it. And people need to wake up, because it's going to take more than making a lot of noise to defeat the devil. Now, there was a lot of things wrong. And one of the big problems then is now, the problem was sin. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, and the scripture says here, And now, and I'm in Ruth, that ain't going to work. Let me get up to 1 Samuel, and that'll work. All right, here we go. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. In that day, I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. The Lord's going to start, and uh, by the time he's done, there ain't going to be anything left that's the way it's going to play out here when the Lord starts by the time he's done <sighs> I tell you what verse 13 for I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth because he made his because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not there was sin in the camp And he wouldn't deal with it, but the Lord would. The Lord completely judged his house, removed him and his lineage from the priesthood, because the things of God were being handled by an unclean priesthood. This will not fly. People can hide their sin, they can hide it from man, but they cannot hide it from God. The sin of the sons of Eli... We're off the chart, hopni and Phineas, and in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 12, now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial, they knew not the Lord. And when you just look at many of the leaders in the so-called American religious movement, the things that come out of their mouth, they can't know the Lord. They can't. Because they're preaching another gospel, they're building another kingdom, and it's time for people to ra- wake up, because just because the shout is loud, don't think that it scares the devil one bit. Down in verse 22, Now Eli was very old, and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel, and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. The devil uses the same old things. He uses sex, he uses greed. They were stealing of the offerings of the Lord and taking unto themselves that which belonged unto God. Things haven't changed. Satan is using sex and Satan is using greed and he has brought the professing church, and I say professing church because it's not the real Israel of God to a place where it's impotent, it's worthless. It's phony, there's a whole lot of noise. But it doesn't mean anything to anybody but them as they fill their coffers with more and more money. In First Chronicles chapter 13 and verse 3, it speaks of the sad state of affairs that had fallen unto Israel. In First Chronicles chapter thirteen and verse three, it said, "Then let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul." Uh, A teaching we're going to be doing in the near future on enduring sound doctrine with Tracy is the sins against the Holy Ghost, and one of the biggest is ignoring the Holy Ghost. They just ignored it. And you know, the ark was more than just a uh, physical object. It was the place where the Lord dwelt and spoke between the cherubim. They despised the presence of God. It wasn't like Moses. Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't take us up. But the ark of God was totally ignored. That's why Saul had to be taken out and a man after God's own heart Put in there. And because of ignoring the presence of God, because of allowing a corrupted priesthood to minister falsely the things of God, let me tell you what uh, there's going to be some funerals. I'll just put it like this. There's going to be some funerals. People think that the things of God can be played with and sullied and taken in a light way. I tell you what, the same God that we're reading about and studying about this evening, he is the same God that is ruling and reigning right now. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter 4, we'll pick the text up. In verse seventeen first Samuel chapter four and verse seventeen and we see the judgment of God fall and the messenger answered and said Israel is fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hopni and Phineas, are dead, and the Ark of God is taken. What a disgrace. The Holy Ark of God is in the hands of the pagan idolaters. And it came to pass when he made mention of the Ark of God that he fell from off the seat backwards by the side of the gate and his neck break, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy, and he had judged Israel forty years. And his daughter-in-law Phineas' wife was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the things that the when she heard the tidings, that the ark of God was taken, and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, and her pains come upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, de- neither did she regard it. And the name of the child, and she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory of Is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken, and because her father in law and her husband, and because of her father in law and her husband, and she said, The glory is departed from Israel. For the ark of God is taken. The last words out of that young woman's mouth. What a sad thing. And you see, right now, the apostate church is trying to birth something. They're trying to birth something that's not biblical. They're trying to have more money by just... Having welcoming anything and everything in, we'll just give fellowship to anything and anybody. Uh, you say you're a Catholic, believe in abortion? Oh, that's okay. We'll fellowship with you, uh, just like old Joe and so much of those, so much of that rank hypocrisy. But what they brought forth killed them. That lady was bringing forth something that, and and the whole the whole thing. The whole religious program that they were birthing it brought forth death, and that 's all it will do. People that are trying to labor to bring forth that which is dead men 's bones, what it is going to do it 's going to kill you. The first church of Ichabod is nothing but death. it killed Eli, it killed Hopni and Phineas it killed the the young woman that was married. Under the priest's son. It killed thousands of the Israelites. The church of Ichabod is death, and much more than physical death, it is spiritual death. We can no longer stay satisfied with death. Dead men' bones with no open vision. You cannot be satisfied until you get on your knees before the Father and you feel the presence of God around you and the Spirit of God tugging at your heart and moving you. It's time for the word of the Lord to come back in to the camp of the Israel of God. Amen. I want to say to you this evening, and I want to say it just as plainly as I can say it, to each and every one of you that thinks you can be have one foot in the truth and you can have one foot in the church of Ichabod, I just want to say to you, you're absolutely worthless to God. You're absolutely worthless. In Psalm 11 and 3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you have a place where the foundations of holiness, the real gospel, belief in the real word of God, belief in the doctrine of Christ and the commandments of God, if that is not there... What do you think you can do? Where the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The answer to that is nothing. Anyone that wants to be effective in the kingdom of God, you better get. Get out of the first church of Ichabod as fast as your little feet will take you. And until you do, just shut up and stop pretending like you're some kind of God's little warrior because you're absolutely useless to God. You're not a part of the solution. You're a part of the problem. The false shout. Of this modern pagan religion, it will do nothing for you but kill you, and it will do nothing to put forth the kingdom of God and to repel evil in this world. Jesus said in First John 3 and 8, it says, for this reason was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. There can be no compromise with the pagan sin and debauchery that is around us on every corner there can be no compromise i read a i read a book from a from a preacher the other day and it was one from the 1800s it was entitled holiness or hell and i say amen it's holiness or hell it's time to repent it's time to get on our knees until we know that we know that we know that the spirit The Spirit of God is moving us like it stirred the Israel of God long ago. And when the real ark of God, when the real ark and the presence of God comes in to lead us like the ark uh, and, and the presence that Moses spoke of, we will be marching not to defeat but to victory. And the thing that the devil fears the most is that the people of God will once again rally around the banner of the presence of God and move forward in the full anointing of God. And that's what I feel in my heart. And I really feel a lot of that, that we're going to begin to bring people in the Spirit on these FOJC uh, New Moon prayer meetings. I feel so strong about it that this is the beginning of a move of the Spirit of God that we must move out. And we must seek the Lord for his presence and his anointing and his convicting power and move forth as the mighty army of God that indeed the Israel of God is. In first Samuel chapter six, and let's read in verse one. And the Ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. <laughs> and, and they were they had all kinds of judgments come upon them because they had the ark of the Lord there, and they were ready real quick to get rid of the ark of God, so this is what they did. Uh, down in verse 7 and 8, they said, Now therefore make a new cart, and take two milch kind, on which there hath come no yoke, and tie the kind to the ark, to the cart and bring their calves home from them and take the ark of the Lord and lay it upon the cart and put the jewels of gold which he returned for a trespass offering in a coffer by the side thereof and send it away that it may go and they thought they could put it on a new cart oh my we need to think for just a moment about the new cart and that's what people are trying to do today They're trying to take the presence of God, and they think they can put it on a new cart. They think they can preach doctrines whereby uh, the words of the Christ don't matter, whereby the law of God doesn't matter, whereby once you say some kind of profession of faith, you can live like a dog and uh, still go to heaven. They think they can tack all of their greed and their sin, and their lies. They think they can take that cart of apostasy, and they can set the ark of God upon it, and somehow this is going to work out good for them. Well, I tell you what, this is absolutely some of the most crazy thinking that you could ever imagine. And in verse 19, in verse 19, it says, "...and he smote the men of Bethshemeth, because they had looked into the ark of the Lord." He even he smote of the people fifty thousand three score and ten men, and the people lamented because the Lord had smitten many of the people with great slaughter. Now think about it: that's a great slaughter over fifty thousand people because these philistines that they were they were breeding their nephilim super soldiers and they thought that they could lift the lid of the holy ark and look upon the inside let me tell you what there's a great slaughter coming there's a great slaughter coming, because the Philistines have built a new cart, and they have tried to put the, the the presence of God on a new cart, and let me tell you what, this is going to bring forth nothing but death for them. And the Philistines that are driving the cart, let me tell you what, they're professing to be Christians and uh, in the the last doc that I did uh, I recorded last Wednesday with Jimmy and it was entitled Jesus prophesieth of the beast and we explored the concept there of the final beast being someone that really knew the Lord at one point in time and apostatized that's uh that's a uh, a thought worth meditating on but in first Peter chapter 4 verse 17 for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God and if it first begin at us what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God people that name the name of Jesus Christ need to depart from iniquity it's just time for everyone to realize that the same God that brought judgment in the time of Samuel, that same God is living and reigning right now. And that's not bad news, let me tell you, that's good news. In Malachi chapter 3, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 3, this is the words of the prophet. And it talks about the messenger of the Lord that will come, That is the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And in verse 3 of Malachi 3, it says, And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi. There is going to be a purified priesthood that is brought through the fire of the Holy Ghost and fire that are willing to allow the Lord to purge out the sin and carnality out of their life and he will purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness right now right now I mean right now that's what's happening We are the priests of the Most High God. It is you, it is I. The people that know the Lord Jesus Christ, we are the priesthood of God. And we're the only priesthood that the Lord has. And it is upon us to be that purified priesthood, to hold up that blood-stained banner, and to hold up these basic truths of God that cannot be compromised. And as we go forth lifting up that blood-stained banner, Banner, you better believe that the Lord Jesus will go before us, and that march will not end in defeat, but it will end in victory. I want to read one more scripture, and we're going to take a break here. In the 132nd Psalm, there was a man named David. He was a man after God's own heart, and he had a love for the presence of God. And in Psalm 132, there's a beautiful passage here, of prophecy. And we read the scripture about in the days of Saul, the ark of God was neglected. And we're going to, in the second part of the broadcast, we're going to be studying a little bit about what happened to the ark after it came back into Israel. And all in all, it's about a 70-year period when the ark of God was just totally neglected. And I tell you what we're in a period now where the presence of God is just being neglected but David treasured the ark of God he treasured the presence of God let's read this prophecy Psalm 132 and verse 4 and it speaks of the love that David had for the ark of God and the presence of God Psalm 132 and 4 I will not give sleep to mine eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of it at Ephrata. We found it in the fields of the wood. And in the second part of the broadcast, we're going to be talking about how literally (laughs) the Philistines, (laughs) I mean, all kinds of judgment was coming upon them. Uh, Because of having the ark So they said, yeah, we're going to get rid of this They put it on a cart (laughs) And it wound up in the woods And King David sought it out Now, just think of that (laughs) 50,000 plus people A great, can you imagine 50,000 people I mean, they they had no trouble Convincing them to get rid of that thing I guarantee you Uh, But we're going to continue in the second part of the broadcast so much more we want to share with you. We're going to talk about uh, David and the the amazing things he did moving as the anointed king of the Melchizedek priesthood. We're going to see some marvelous things and we're going to learn some great lessons about the presence of God in the camp of Israel. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back in just a moment.
0: Hi, this is tracy vanay from he walks with us everywhere over on youtube brother david and i are so excited to be bringing you a new original series entitled flat earth and the scriptures in job 28 24 it says for he looketh to the ends of the earth and seeth under the whole heaven do you all know that there are hundreds of scriptures that refer to the true biblical cosmology of this earth well we're looking to expound upon some of those in this new series We hope it will edify and educate and maybe even entertain a little bit. So come on over and check out the new series over on He Walks With Us, One Word Everywhere. And also check out David and Donna's YouTube channel, Underground, One Word Church. Please subscribe, like, and share to the channels if you haven't already. And we just thank each one of you for your prayers and your love and your support. And we do look forward to seeing you all over there for this new series. All right. Take care and just know that the Lord indeed has made us unique and special. Wonderfully and fearfully have we been made.
1: Hello, FOJC Radio Remnant family. Sister Donna here. I just want to thank all of you for your support and your love and kindness just wanted to let you know that here at FOGC Radio we want to reach the world for Jesus I know you know this verse you've said it as a child probably many times but as a reminder in John 3 verse 16-17 it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. In order to do this, we have chosen to use many different avenues. We have our regular Friday night message with Brother David, and then we have our Sunday Night Live and we have different people on it and then we have other Sunday Night Live programs with David and Tracy sometimes we're on Rumble and sometimes we're on YouTube you just never know who we might have on there but I just wanted to remind you all and thank you for your support and give us a listen on Sunday Night Live these programs usually start at 8 p.m. Central Time. You never know what we might be doing. We're full of all kinds of surprises. We want to reach the world for Jesus. JC Radio Wants to introduce to our remnant family the Holy Commission Boot Camp, brought to you by Brother Brett Graham. These teachings are the basics or training for brothers and sisters in Christ's service. The Holy Commission is found in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Brett shares how we should walk with the Lord in order to accomplish the Holy Commission and also some tips about soul winning. If you have questions about this series, please send them to lastdayschurch at cs.com and put capitals, H-C-B-C, in the subject line. You can find playlists for the Holy Commission Boot Camp on our Rumble and our YouTube channels. And thank you, as always, for your prayers and support. Back to tonight's message with Brother David Carico on F O J C Radio.
2: Back to the F O J C Remnant Gathering, and forgive me, I just couldn't help from singing along a little bit. Um, as I always do at the break, I want to sincerely thank each and every one of you that prays for us and that studies with us. And that supports us with your gifts and with your kindness. We appreciate it more than we could let you know. Thank you so very much. We so um, appreciate all of our FOJC radio family that has joined your hearts with ours. And uh, that which the Lord has given us to do. Yeah. Uh, we want to pray. And let's see. There's a uh, there's someone. Dalton. Needs freedom. Dalton. Struggling with I'll alcohol addiction and um, you know uh, the Lord's able father in Jesus name we just ask you touch Dalton now just let a spirit of deep repentance come upon him and father we just pray in Jesus name that you just touch those physical issues that are so horrific in this bondage. Father, we ask you just touch down Jesus' name and set set that set that man free by the power of God. And Father, we pray for Brother Bill in Jesus' name, that infection in the legs. Father, by the stripes upon your son's back on Calvary's cross, just let that healing anointing to go to Brother Bill right now. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray and we agree. Amen and amen. 1st Samuel chapter 7 verse 1 and 2 and the man of, of Kerjath Jerium came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord and it came to pass while the ark abode in Kirjath Jeriam that the time was long for it was 20 years And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord the ark of the Lord when it came back into the hands of Israel it stayed in this house in a minute Abinadab and it stayed there for 20 years and then it went into the house of Obed-Edom and from there we're going to see uh, King David bring back the ark of God and in second Samuel in the sixth chapter and the word of the Lord is so amazing I just have to brag on it all the time it's so great Second uh, Samuel chapter 6 beginning in verse 1 and David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel 30,000 and David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God whose name is called by the name of the Lord of Host, that dwelleth between the cherubim. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart. Now, full stop. <laughs> they, now, wait, what did the Philistines just do? <laughs> the Philistines, they said, well, we'll put the ark of God on a new cart. Great slaughter. Well, here, Israel, we're going to bring forth the ark of God and we'll put it on a new cart, too. Now, isn't that what the so-called church, and I choke at the word anymore, isn't that what they do? Instead of coming out of the world, they put the world in the church, and you see the so-called professed people of God doing just what the Philistines do, but it doesn't work. It might get you a good offering, but it doesn't work in the spiritual things of God. It will also result in a great slaughter." Yes, it will. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. Oh, can't And you see, it was in the house of Abinadab for 20 years. And can't you just imagine living in a house where the ark of God was? Can you imagine? And after a while it would kind of get commonplace, wouldn't it? You know, and I, and you know, oh well, we'll get up, we'll have our cereal. Oh, there's the Ark of God, big deal. And it just began to be taken for granted, and the specialness of it wore off. And we had a Heo, and um, Yusa driving the cart, and you know today who I see driving the cart, when they put the Spirit of God on a new cart, I see Jim Caviezel on one side, the Catholic, and I see Billy Ballard, the Mormon, on the other. And I see there with the reins, we've got uh, Paul Crouch Jr. and he's driving it. And oh, what great men of God they are! Look at this new cart. Oh, looky here! Listen to the noise! Woo, woo, woo! But it's phony. It's absolutely phony. God knows it's phony. We know it's phony. So we pray to the Lord that they figure out, it's phony, because before what happens to them is about to happen here. And it says, And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark, and David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir, wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and in cornets and on cymbals. Well, that's good. It's good to praise the Lord. It's good to sing Jesus' coming soon and sing a little bit. Feel that spirit of God. Yeah, That's a good thing, but something was missing. In verse 6, and Yuza it says, and when they came to Nachan's threshing floor. Now let me just say it a little bit here. I tell you what, they came to the f- threshing floor. And the threshing floor is the place where the wheat, is separated from the shaft and I tell you what that's where we're at right now in the Spirit we're at the threshing floor and the threshing floor is where the separation takes place the ark of God is coming back into the camp of Israel it's coming back in to the camp of Israel and it comes back in at the threshing floor and that's where the separation is made of those that are going to be a part of that purified priesthood and those that will not and oh yeah people can hide their sin they can do all this and that but let me tell you what the days of Ananias and sapphire are going to come back you know the Lord is merciful but I tell you what uh, I just feel the need to warn people very strongly that uh it, it's time it's time to get right and get real because the spirit of God is most definitely moving now, in Second Timothy chapter three, and verse five, we have the admonition of the apostle having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. We are commanded of God to turn away from dead, dry bones religion. We are commanded of God. And if you don't turn away from those that deny the power of God, oh, we got the form, oh, we got the form, we got the worship band, we got this, we got that, but it's a phony shout. It's hollow. The devil knows it, and you better get away from him before he clings your clock. I want to read from a man by the name of Joseph Parker. He's not real well known because he was a preacher in London at the same time Charles Spurgeon was. Them English boys, they had him some preachers. They had him some preachers back in those days. But Joseph Parker, he was a pretty good old boy too. He said this. He says, "Is and he's... Um, preaching a sermon on the sons of eli and he says is there not a lesson here to teachers of christian truth it is possible for a man to have a pulpit and to have no god what a sad thing to say but it's true it's possible for a man to have a pulpit and to have no god to have a bible and no holy ghost to be employing his lips and uttering the eloquence of truth when his heart has gone astray from all that is true and beautiful and good. At the very moment his lips are fired by the words that ought to have converted himself, his heart is not in his work. It is wandering far off yonder, buying and selling and getting gain, sucking in poison where it ought to have extracted honey. Oh boy, listen to that, listen to that. Well, I I heard this on YouTube, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, I think you probably shouldn't have listened to it to begin with. The Lord is our shepherd, but they sure, the sheep will sure drink out of dirty puddles. Let me read that again. Sucking in poison, where it ought to have extracted honey, making the word of God of none effect. And causing the people to blaspheme and alienate themselves from the most high God, and that's the worst thing of it all. They not only are children of hell themselves, but they're making the people that listen to them two times the children of hell. Just like our Lord Jesus said, We cannot be satisfied any longer with dead men's bones. First Samuel six, verse six and seven. And they came to Nashon's threshing floor. Look at your neighbor and say, we're at the threshing floor. Amen. We're at the threshing floor. Yuza put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Yuzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. The same thing that happened with Ananias and Sapphira. They were struck dead by the power of God because they lied unto the Holy Ghost. In Numbers chapter 4 Numbers chapter 4, let's read what the scripture says about the holy things of the tabernacle. Numbers chapter 4 beginning in verse 14 and they shall put upon it all the vessels thereof wherewith they minister about it, even the censers, the flesh hooks, and the shovels, and the basins, all the vessels of the altar. And they shall tread upon it a covering, and they shall spread upon it a covering of badger skins, and put to the staves thereof. And when Aaron and his sons have made an end of covering the sanctuary, And all the vessels of the sanctuary as the camp is to set forward the camps get ready to march folks after that the sons of Kohath shall come to bear it and they shall not touch any holy thing lest they die these things are the burden of the sons of Kohath in the tabernacle of the congregation those Things of the tabernacle, they were more than physical objects, and the ark of God was more than something that was made by the the direct instruction of God. It was the place where the Lord dwelt between the cherubims. This was the tent that was a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ that would come one day to tabernacle amongst us. And this was nothing to be trifled with or to be treated lightly. It was holy. It was holy and when the holy things of god are not to be trifled with it is not for people that are not striving to live holy to take upon themselves to put forth the word of god that will not end good for them worth the threshing floor worth the fleshy threshing floor this evening and we have to understand that the holy things of god and his presence they must be respected they must be respected because if not the presence of God is going to go forth unto their destruction. Now, there's so much going on here. Well, there's so much going on, and we're going to see that as we go forward here. That at this time, the tent of the meeting was at one place, and the ark of the God is at another. the the We know that in the the tabernacle. That was built by Moses the ark of God was in between it and now we have the tabernacle at one place and the ark at another and here's where and you see that happened because of the judgment of God that happened because of the judgment of God because they forgot that instruction of the word to so value the things that were there to bring forth the presence of God it brought utter judgment upon him now at this time that old covenant was still good. Yuza found that out that they were not to disregard that which the law said about the way those holy things should be handled. Yuza paid for that one with his life. Now we're going to see King David, and it said, "You know, King David, uh, he was almost afraid. you know, we need to get scared. He was almost afraid after he saw Yuza uh, get struck dead. That uh, almost afraid, but you know, the Lord dealt with him and David uh, got back in there and he brought forth the ark. And let's look, and we talked a little bit about this last week, how that David was a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And here we see the institution of what we could call Davidic worship. And we're going to see that at this time, the tabernacle was separate from the ark. We're going to see what King David did to institute Davidic worship. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter 6, let's begin in verse 12. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they had bare the ark of the Lord... When they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he offered sacrifice, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. Six paces. Well, we're going to stop, we're going to sacrifice, and we're going to worship. You see, the, the ark of God only goes forth with sacrifice. Yes, and David danced before the Lord with all of his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod and he had a pawn the ephod of the priesthood. He was offering the sacrifices of the priesthood because he was led by God to do so as a priest after the order of Melchizedek. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. How How dare you get that excited? How dare you conduct yourself like that? She despised him because the joy and rejoicing of God was upon him, and they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. Now note this. David, uh, let's just read it again, because this is important as we're going to go forward. It'll go forward and that which we'll bring forth next week understanding the the tabernacle of David and the institution of Davidic worship. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. So David built a tabernacle in Jerusalem. The ark was put in there, but the tent was somewhere else, and we're going to show you where the tent was. The tent and the ark were separate. David built a tabernacle. This is the tabernacle of David, and it's the institution of Davidic worship, and it's so, so important for us to really just get a grasp on this. Now, in 1 Chronicles chapter 15, and David was a quick learner, that's the way I am. You just take me to the woodshed one time. I'm going to wise right up. First Chronicles 15, verse 1 and 2. And David made him houses in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched for it a tent. We need to prepare a place in our heart for the presence of God. Whatever we do, we want to prepare a place in our heart for God's presence. Then David said... None ought to carry the ark of God, but the Levites, for them hath God chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. You will not. <laughs> it won't work out good for you if you just ignore the things in the law of God. Now, verse 12 of First Chronicles 15. And said unto them, You are the chief of the fathers of the Levites sanctify yourselves both ye and your brethren that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord, now right there it is sanctify yourselves if you don't sanctify yourselves you don't need to be around the ark of God cause you're liable to get a big jolt of fire and he said unto them you're the chief of the fathers of the Levites, sanctify yourselves both ye and your brethren that ye may bring up the ark of of the Lord God of Israel under the place that I have prepared for it let me tell you what this is where we're at today my friends worth the threshing floor the ark and the presence of God is coming back into the camp of Israel and it's time for the priests to sanctify themselves because we're going to carry the ark we're going to carry the ark of God's presence back into the camp and that presence is going to lead us forth in battle and we have to sanctify ourselves. We are that purified priesthood that was prophesied in the book of Malachi. In verse 13, for because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order let me tell you what there's a due order there's a way to approach the most high god and it is by grace thank god we can come boldly under the throne of the grace but there's a due order there's a due order to the things of god and we must approach god on his terms not on ours and we must be after that due order amen so the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. There's where the victory is won, my friends. If the priests of, of God this evening, and that's you and I, my friends, that's you and I, my friends, if we will sanctify ourselves to bring the ark of God back into the camp, the Israel of God is marching once again unto victory. Hallelujah. In verse 15, And the children of Israel bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereof, as Moses commanded, according to the word of the Lord. I want to read a little note here from Matthew Henry. He explains it so well here in his commentary. And he says, When all the holy things were covered, then the Kohathites were to carry them on their shoulders. Those things that had staves were carried by their staves. Those that had not were carried upon a bar or beer or bearing barrow. And they had, it was just basically like they had little loops on those things, to put it simplistically, and they would stick poles through the loops and carry them that way. Don't put your hands to the holy things of God. Don't put your hand to it. Don't touch it. And we we can only, we have to understand that all these things are types and pictures of that worship of God that is built around his real presence. In First Chronicles 16, let's begin in verse 37, and let's look a little bit at that Davidic worship that was reinstated here by King David. So he left there before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Asap and his brethren to minister before the ark continually as every day's work required. Now, these were the singers, my friend. They were the singers. They were the worshipers. And we just have to appreciate the picture. The tabernacle, we're going to show you where it is in just a minute and now the ark of god is in the tabernacle of david and they were worshiping before the presence of god continually praise god this is davidic worship and this is the institution of davidic worship and this is the spiritual concept of the tabernacle of david and there's just more we're just going to have to say a whole lot more about this because this is what the lord has done he's doing this right now going on in verse 38 and Obed-edom with their brethren 3 score and 8 Obed-edom also the son of Jeduthun and H- Hosha to be porters and Zadok the priest and his brethren the priests before the tabernacle of the Lord in the high place that was at Gibeon now note this the ark is in the tabernacle of David in Jerusalem it says here Zadok the priest and his brethren the priest before the tabernacle of the Lord in the high place that was at Gibeon they were offering the sacrifices at Gibeon and they were praising before the ark and the tabernacle of David Oh, my. In verse 40, to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord upon the altar of the burnt offerings continually morning and evening, and to do according to all that is written in the law of the Lord which he commanded Israel. Amen. Now, I want to read a comment here from John Wesley, and this is good, and it, and it brings it into focus so well for us. He said, he appointed them their work and station there. Indeed, no incense was burnt there, nor sacrifices offered because the altars were not there. But David's prayers were directed as incense, and he lifted up the lifting up of his hands as an evening sacrifice. So early did spiritual worship take place of ceremonial. Now, we remember going back we minister, We were teaching about the Melchizedek priesthood, and we were talking about the altar of the Melchizedek priesthood. The Melchizedek priesthood was there before the Levitical, and we taught there in, in, the, in a lesson not long ago how that the Levitical priesthood did not supersede the Melchizedek priesthood. It was there first. And David was right and proper and led by God, to off to build an altar according to the prescription of the Torah in the book of Exodus and to offer sacrifice upon it. Now, in the tabernacle we we got to get this the the sacrifices and the burning of incense. That's at Gibeon. That's where the tabernacle is, or where yeah, the tent of Moses is. Now here at Gibeon in the tabernacle of David. Oh boy. Let's just read. Now here's where we really start to 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 get down to it and understand the things that David said. And, of course, in Psalm 110 and 1, he wrote the chapter about the priest after the order of Melchizedek. And in Psalm, let's read Psalm chapter 141, and we will read verse 2, the scripture Brother Wesley referred to let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice you see what was going on there they were instituting the davidic worship of the actual praise and the prayers going up before incense and the lifting up of the hands as the sacrifice you see now uh in the old testament the old covenant they sacrificed the animals guess what the sacrifice is now mm, that's right Romans 12 and 1 we present our bodies as a living sacrifice yes we do now in Malachi chapter 1 the prophet prophesied that that Davidic worship would be the worship that would and of course now in the new covenant uh, Jesus is the fulfillment of the tabernacle John one fourteen. The Word made flesh, and he dwelt, literally tabernacled among us. And in Malachi chapter 1 and verse 11, From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place, incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Listen to what the prophet is prophesying everywhere. In Intel City in London wherever you're at we don't have to have the tent of the meeting or the Ark of the Covenant, but Everywhere the tabernacle of David is being restored and the incense of our prayers is going up Before the Lord in the third heaven now. Let's just get a little grasp of what that means Let's look at a couple of scriptures here as we're going to close out our study for this evening here um, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8. Revelation 5 and 8. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Do you realize <laughs> That before the Lord Most High, that the angelic celestial beings, they have sensors full of sweet-smelling odors that are our prayers. It's time, brothers and sisters, to fill the throne room of heaven with the sweet fragrance of our prayers. Let's look at Revelation chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. and We're going to close with this text here. What a picture. What a picture. If we can just really open up the eyes of our faith and get a hold of this. My goodness. Revelation chapter 8, verse 3. It says, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense. He had a bunch of it. That he should offer it with The prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Listen to what it's saying. There's There's angels up there with a whole bunch of incense. And when we pray, that angel takes our prayer, mixes it with the holy incense. We talked about the holy anointing of Yah not long ago. And he takes it, and he mixes that heavenly incense with our prayers. He throws it on the fire of the altar. Boom! (laughs) Yeah, boom! I tell you what, we need to fill the throne room of God with the fragrance of our prayers, that the angels of God can mix their incense with it, throw it on the altar, the fire in heaven, and go boom. We're going to see explosions in the spiritual realm. What a picture. Verse 4 says, Revelation 8 and 4, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. The aroma from our prayers... Mixed with the heavenly incense, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they actually smell that aroma, that sweet-smelling savor. Well, I tell you what, that blesses my heart, and I know it does yours, and it's the threshing floor worth the threshing floor, and we're going to go down to the threshing floor, And we're we're going to bring the ark back into the camp and we're going to begin to pray and we're going to let that purified priesthood come forth and we're going to see that holy, just like the prophet Malachi prophesied, we're going to see that incense rise into the throne room of God all over this good old flat earth. Well, with that, we're going to close out our broadcast for this evening with always... Great thanks to all of you. Uh, later on tonight, John Pounders is joining Dan and Brian uh, on his broadcast. and That'll be spicy to be guaranteed. Uh, tomorrow night on the Midnight Ride, ooh, ooh. <laughs> the sound of freedom, the false messiah. Um, got a few things we're going to have to say about that. And uh, Sunday night, uh, mud fossils, mud floods, me and Brian. Looking forward to that. I just, I tell you what, it's, um, I'm just so thankful with that which the Lord is doing, and for, you know, we just have to really pray, and let's do. Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray that the Spirit of God open up the hearts of the listeners. Lord, we know if you don't open the hearts of the hearers that the word can't go forth. So, Father, we just pray that you open our hearts to receive your word. And for us all to make a place in our heart for your spirit father we just love you so much and we know that without your son Jesus we can't do anything we know that truly everything good that comes forth comes by the might of your spirit and the power of the blood of your son so we just want to give you the all the glory for anything good that comes forth in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and agree we agree amen and amen <laughs> God bless you all, and we will see you next Friday night, 6 p.m. Central, on the FOJC Remnant Gathering. God bless you all.
1: Thank you for listening and joining in fellowship with us here at FOJC Radio Remnant Gathering. You can contact us at FOJC Post Office Box. 671 Tell City, Indiana 47586 Or you can email us at LastDaysChurch at cs.com Or you may call us at 812-836-2288 You can check out our website at www.fojcradio.com Thanks and God bless.